Welcome to the Red Text, a crossroads of the holy and heretical. Join, Join us now for another episode in Unholy Communion. Hello and welcome back to the Red Text podcast. My name is Fonzie. I am Witch Illumisente on Instagram and Twitter. And my name is Ryan, aka the Mestizo Mystic on Instagram or just at Mestizo Mystic on Twitter. Fonzie, how you doing? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm doing so good. Actually, you know what? To be totally honest with you, I haven't had a bad couple of weeks, honestly. Um, So I can't really complain. I've been doing pretty, pretty well. I mean, uh, there are things in my like career life that is kind of annoying right now. And it's not, it's, it's something that is totally with not within it's, to fault to no one a lot of people are catching covid right now like this surge mm-hmm. is so wild um and for all of you folks out there that don't know i work in healthcare so a lot of my colleagues are catching covid this time around and these are like covid virgins so like i think a lot of the folks who didn't catch it the first time or the second time are now catching it like now like the this new strain is so so contagious mm-hmm. um I you mean, just I had caught, it i just had it yeah i just got over it um a little bit almost a month ago i think it was or maybe like yeah like three weeks ago or something like that i don't even remember anymore it's all pretty over. recently yeah, it was pretty recently. Um, so now, like, everyone is just following suit. Everyone, I am such a trendsetter, I swear to God. Um, so everyone at work now Goodbye. is like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, jail. Um, but yeah, like, everyone at work is getting sick, and it's just like, it's getting just, again, just like the surge is getting so wild. It feels like, it feels like when this, like, first happened, like when the first um, surge happened. But thank God for... Um, vaccines and boosters because people are coming out of it so fast or people are experiencing hardly any symptoms you know the only thing that they're really being careful with is how contagious it is you know they're keeping people right they're contagious but people are people are getting sick but it's not something that's like that's sending them to the hospital you know what i mean it's like they they quarantine for like 10 days and then um at the most at the very most like there are folks even coming back to work who are still positive but are not symptomatic you Mm -hmm. know um and that's totally fine like i mean because the only like real issue that you have like if you're positive but you're not symptomatic it's not really a an issue so you're not contagious not 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 um okay so this is how it changes all the time so that's why it's really really confusing and especially with us like the cdc sends us shit all the time but this is how i understand it and this is the way that we've been kind of um, we've been kind of operating when it comes to the virus is you, that's the, the reason why you have to monitor your symptoms, um, is because that kind of dictates how contagious you actually are. Um, when you are, when you are vaccinated and boosted, it makes it much less likely for you to actually give it to somebody. And that's why it's Hmm. really important to be vaccinated because if you are vaccinated and you become positive, you actually giving it to somebody is much like, okay, I'm going to preface this and put a little disclaimer, cross-reference everything I'm about to say. Um, this is how I understand it. If if there's some, I don't want to be spreading misinformation, but this is this is how I understand it. This is the way that it's being operated in my, in my facility. Um, the likelihood of you spreading it if you are vaccinated is very, very low. Um, and then also if uh, the, the, the risk of you catching it, if if you're vaccinated is also very, very low. And if you do catch it, the risk of you dying from it is almost zero. Like it's so, so small. Um, a lot of the times, if you do catch it, it's usually because it's a different strain. It's a different strain that's mutated from the from the strains that you are actually um, vaccinated from. So it's very convoluted. The virus is really, um, it's really smart. It knows how to mutate. But the thing about it is with new, every new strain that happens, it becomes less lethal. It just becomes more contagious. That's the only thing that really makes the virus really annoying is that. You right. Know, it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily going to kill you, but it is going to make it le- more likely for you to catch it. You know, mm-hmm. we are still very much in a pandemic. And that's what people need to understand is like the vaccine um is good in the sense that we can in some way live our lives again where we can be around people 
everyone is bound to get it. <laughs> like this is like kind of like the life that we live right now or the 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 world that we live in now. Everyone is bound to get it. It's bound Would to you happen. say would you say virtually it's like a, a almost becoming like a common cold at this point where it's almost like anyone can get it anytime? Um I think it's yeah, I mean I don't want to I don't want to necessarily kind of put it in the same you know, category as the cold, because like, I mean, at the same time, that's kind of how it happened too with the cold where, you know, the, the, at one point the cold killed people. It was just, it's just like the flu, you know, it's exactly how the flu happened where, you know, the flu was so aggressive at the beginning, like the first strain of the flu killed people. Um, and now it, you know, the flu is, you know, mutated in the, in this, that's why it was so important for folks to get vaccinated early because that would have slowed the mutations, but you know, we are where we are. <laughs> so at this point, it's like it's it's at a point to where God forbid you ever catch it. But odds are you're probably going to catch it if you haven't already. Um, and, you know, the 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 thing about, you know, being, you know, actually catching it, even though I don't want you, I don't want folks to catch it, um, is that you're practically immune from that strain for a good there are conflicting numbers, but there there are folks who say that it's three months. There are folks who say six months. Um, so you're kind of in the clear. Like I don't even have to test anymore at work for the next ninety days because like I'm practically immune from it for for a while because I mm -hmm. had it. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a kind of just an annoyance right now. It's not something that I I um, like anticipated work is really busy because there are a lot of folks we're very short staffed because a lot of folks are staying home because they're getting sick um so yeah that's just kind of what i've been dealing with work-wise but in my personal life i'm having a grand old time um i went to date i went to dave and busters yesterday with a friend of mine because i was just so like i was itching to play arcade games i love arcade games I, that's something that i've never actually said any uh, before but i love arcades like i love like skee-ball i kill i kill at skee-ball I kill at, I am in no way athletic, but like the basketball game, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> like I can shoot, I can shoot. I can't play basketball, but I can shoot. And then like, um, you know, the coin pusher games. I love those games. Oh my gosh. So Mario Kart. Oh, fuck I yeah. Dominate. I dominate. Um, even though I um, lost last night. I lost. We'll, we'll see about that when you visit me. <laughs> do you have a Switch? I do. Oh. Hmm. Who do you play? I always main uh, Tanuki Mario. I always main Bowser. Huh? Yeah. You don't, you Bowser, don't strike me as a Bowser girl. Bowser or um, Metal Mario, the heavier, the heavier characters. I always go for hmm. the heavier characters because they 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 drift easier. But we could talk about that later. We don't have to talk about <laughs> Mario Kart right now. I do kill at Mario Kart though. I'm not gonna lie, but um. Uh, so yeah, how are you? I, oh my gosh, you just came back from your um, vacation. How was your vacation? It was really good. First of all, I did not know Portland gets as hot as it fucking does in the summer and I'm not built for the heat. Bitch, my last day yesterday, it was in the 90s. I was melting, melting. And my partner oh was my like, God. oh yeah, like the like summers here in Portland, like they're very summery. The rest of the year, obviously it's cloudy and rainy, but the, their summers are like summer all summer long. Whereas SF, oh, the hell was that? Um, my audio like, glitched out. Anyways, summers in SF, like before I went on my vacation to see my partner, like there were some pretty sunny days. It was pretty warm out. But like now and for the rest of the week, it's supposed to be pretty cloudy and muggy out. So even during the mm. summers here, it's not, you know, summery all summer long. But it was a beautiful trip. It was uh, every time I see them in person and we get to see each other in person, like things happen, but they only bring us so much closer together because we handle them so healthily. I've never had such a healthy relationship. Um, and I think my therapist knows that too. And... <laughs> Can it's I ask just, you a question? Because yeah. you've said this before. Do you think that you you are having such a healthy relationship with this particular person? Because is it because of the person, or maybe it does like the distance have something to do with it? Like, is there both? Think, really? I think I think he's three years older than me, but like I I don't always say that age necessarily determines emotional intelligence and maturity because it does not by any means it does not by any means but like he's just as good at communicating as i am and we also have difficulties in the same areas so we're both we're both very self-aware of our strengths and our weaknesses which allow us to communicate that and work through them together and then obviously the distance like it allows us to spend so much more quality time and enjoy that time when we are together in person yeah um 
but like the love is true. The love is real. We plan on moving in together when his lease ends next year because um, he wants to move oh to SF. God. And so it was it was a great trip. It was lots of fun. It was – I love San Francisco. Always going to be my home and where my heart is, but it's always nice to take a break and be in a different environment. Um, and I got to see my grandparents while I was up there because they live like 30 minutes north of Portland. And so we got to get breakfast with them, which was sweet. Um, oh. And yeah, it was it was a good time. And then it, sadly, we don't know the next time we're going to see each other, but – it, it's it's nice because we tell we tell each other how like every time we see each other like a month or two has passed and so it's kind of like it, it's helping the years be by our six month anniversary is in September like but we've been oh dating my god the it's been what is it next month will be six months since we like first ha- had our very first date so it's like already almost half a year since we first met you know that's so crazy right and so it, it's just it's great <clears throat> excuse me it's great and I'm happy and yesterday was a the goodbyes I thought would get easier over time, but it's quite the opposite because as we grow closer and closer, the goodbyes become harder and harder to deal with at the airport. Um, but <laughs> but overall, it was a good time. And um, I, I set up a Guadalupe altar for him uh, last time I was in Portland about two months ago because he was having spiritual activity in his home. This motherfucker, I get there. That altar like had ash all over it from incense. And I was like, I'm going to clean this up for you. I'm going to tidy this up. You better promise me you're going to keep this tidy. Uh, and it was I cute. I saw um, that. You sent um, me the picture and I was like, what are you doing, boy? <laughs> He's not going to like, she's not going to like this. Clean it up. Right. It up. And so, um, and yesterday before we left to the airport, I did like a very mini short ritual with him where I had Guadalupe and Santa Muerte, um, I had sent them what they on the altar with his Guadalupe altar. And I asked them to kind of just bless and sanctify our, our relationship and to watch over oh, us and guide lovely. us. And it was, it was really beautiful, even though it was that's like a five wonderful. minute prayer and ritual. But um, speaking yeah. of prayers, that's going to be part of today's topic. Um, yeah. Ryan. Oh my God. So actually it's so funny that um, uh, cause when things like that happens, like this is like when you're going through kind of like a very, um emotional time not in the sense that like in the bad in the bad sense of emotions just emotional in general right just good emotions bad emotions just all emotions when you're trying to deal with life what we're talking about today is kind of how i cushion the blow you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um so yeah t- tell us what we're, t- what we're talking about today ryan Yes, we're talking about three things that all integrate with one another in some way, shape, or form. We were talking about prayers and novenas and candle magic and basically doing novenas with candles because it incorporates a candle and prayer. And Mm -hmm. a novena actually stems from the Latin word, I believe, novum, which is nine. And the importance of that stems from the Catholic tradition of when Jesus ascended into heaven 40 days after his resurrection, Mary and the apostles were in the upper room of the temple for nine days in prayer. And then on that ninth day became the feast day known as Pentecost, when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, which again is part of the Holy Trinity, to descend upon Mary and the apostles while they were praying for that ninth day in the upper room of the temple, which allowed them to speak in tongues and go forth and spread the gospel to you know all four corners of the world. But also the Holy Spirit is what imbues us with our mystical powers and gifts as Christians, be it speaking in tongues, or for me specifically is prophecy, for sure, um, but also the gifts such as like understanding and knowledge and wisdom and fortitude and so on and so forth. But this is where the the tradition of novenas and praying for nine days comes from is that holiday of Pentecost where it was the nine days of prayer and then the Holy Spirit descended upon them at, such as when Jesus promised them that it would. It is my favorite form of magic or my favorite most utilized technique or practice that I incorporate into into my witchcraft um and also into my devotional work me too it's it's both it's so it's so all-encompassing that's why i love novenas novenas are everything because it incorporates something that's tactile like a candle right a very simple idea which is a candle um spell work um which which includes you know you can include plant allies, anointing oils, um, ritual, right? Um, spirit allies, spirits themselves, because you can um, you can associate your your novena with a saint or a spirit or an ancestor. 
um, or an event, right? There are novenas for Christmas. There are novenas for Easter. There are novenas for feast days, right? For a particular saint. Um, and then also it incorporates divination because you can scry with the candle while it's burning. And then you can also scry when the candle is burnt out. You can read the glass. So it encompasses a, a, an, an enormous mm-hmm. amount of magic into one basic element, right? So that's she's why first. I... Oh, she's so versed. Oh my God. She is so... She said, I will do it all. Right. She said, I will do this. (laughs) I will do the, the drag brunches. She said, I will do the circuit parties. She said, I will do the pride parades. She is verse. Um, she will do only fans. She will do by Latin men. She will do. (laughs) Um, so yes, that's the reason why I love no, I did not grow up around novenas. And when I say novenas, y'all, I'm not talking about, just the candles themselves. I'm talking about the actual like act of no, like a novena, which is primarily a, a, a prayer, right? Or um, a sequence of prayer or like a, like a, a consistent prayer, right? And it's, it's, um, it's usually nine days. It actually should be nine days because that's what novena means, nine. Um, so I'm not, because I think a lot of people kind of conflate novena with candle because that's kind of what they kind of call it is like a novena candle. So like burn a novena, do a novena, right? Mm -hmm. But when I'm saying do a novena, I mean burn the candle with the prayer on top of it, right? Um, So uh, it's just... It's become synonymous, I'd say. I think so too. I think it has become synonymous, but I think um, we always talk about like, okay, a candle's a candle until you actually put something into it. It's not really inherently magical until you actually, I mean, that's also not necessarily true. I think there's a little bit of nuance when it comes to that, because I think the candle itself does have some sort of, um, you know, association depending on, you know, what the candle has on it and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, also the, the, if there's a depiction on it, like totally. if there's a picture, if there's a picture of Mary on it, like that's a, that's a magical candle with it. Just, just from the image itself, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, if you're doing some sort of mm-hmm. um, ritual with it or some sort of spell work with it, I think it's really important to incorporate all aspects of a novena um, and do it properly. So um, Ryan, you and I have experienced doing novenas together. Mm-hmm. We've, we, we've done, a, we did a novena to the Holy spirit recently. Um, and um, I think it's, I think it's yes. important for us to kind of tell folks like what, is incorporated into a novena. Absolutely. Uh, first, I want to add, for those who may be transitioning into or coming back to folk Catholicism from a more pagan background, it's also great to realize that you have all four elements when it comes to doing a novena or whether it's a nine-day novena or just a novena candle spell because you have the wax of the candle for earth, the fire of the, fl- the sorry, the, the light of the flame of the candle for fire, of course, and you could burn incense for air, but also you can consider the spirit of your breath just saying those prayers is the element of air. And then as the wax melts, it also becomes the element of water. So water and earth and one, unless you're also setting out a glass of water for, you know, the spirit, which you're working with the novena, then you have water there as well. But novena candle magic is just so versatile. Like we said, that it also incorporates all four elements. So there's just so, it seems almost too good to be true because they're not always simple per se, but it's a lot less intense than doing a full-blown ritual that you may see like with the, with a cow's tongue or with a poppet or anything like that. All those things can definitely be incorporated into a novena spell or mm-hmm. novena magic. But really, all you really need to do to get a job done sometimes is that novena seven-day candle and your prayer. And you'd be surprised what you can accomplish just with that. But yeah, so novenas are so powerful because a lot of the novenas from Catholicism come from so so long ago just how we talk about just saying an our father or an hail mary holds so much inherent power because these prayers have been said over hundreds of hundreds of years by those who came before us both spiritual and ancestral novenas have just the same strength and for me growing up um filipino and catholic the the only time i really remember vividly doing novenas growing up is when a family member would pass away and so basically in, in Filipino yeah. culture and in Catholicism, we believe that doing a novena for a person 
uh, you know, immediately following their passing for nine days helps their spirit to transition much quicker and easier through purgatory and, or, you know, whatever penitence they must go through to reach the divine, to reach heaven in this case, or to become one with God. And so you'll find that a lot of Filipino people will hold a novena for a recently deceased loved one. I know uh, I lost an aunt to COVID at the very beginning of 2021. She passed away New Year's Eve, actually, from 2020 to 2021. And the novena started for her, I think, a day or two after her passing like they start pretty much soon after that person passes to help their spirit transition so not only can you do novena magic to attain you know spiritual results magical results results in the physical realm for money whatever but also on behalf of spirits whether that's for a deity or a saint or a relative that passed away so again they are so so versatile and so powerful and think about it like when you're setting an intention or saying a prayer for nine days in a row you're adding nine days of power behind that one intention or that one petition or that one prayer that you're offering up. And that is so powerful. Right. And uh, and all y'all who are listening who are like, I'm neurodivergent, nine days in a row, that's so hard. Trust me, I get that. That's why the only time I've actually completed a full nine-day novena is with Fonzie when they were mentioning the Holy Spirit novena we did because we held each other accountable and text each other every night for nine, nine, nine nights in a row like, hey, are you ready to are you ready to pray? You ready to do this novena? Otherwise, oh. I never will finish it. And let me tell you something, I would have done the same exact thing. And because I was, I had a trip in the middle of our nine day novena, literally like the last half of the novena, I was going to Vegas and I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish. I'm so happy I did because I was just like, like, what am I going to do? What am I, what, 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 I, I can't just like put it, put a pause on this novena for, for four, three days and then come back to it later. It doesn't make any sense. So I was just like. I'm going to bring the candle with me. I brought the candle with me to my hotel in Las Vegas. And I was, I was telling my, my friend, my best friend, who was my roommate, I was just like, don't touch this fucking, I made an altar. I did everything. I cleansed the space. I consecrated everything. I made, I made it, I lit it the second I got into it. That was the first thing I did. I didn't even pee first. I literally went to like this table that was in the hotel room before I even took a piss. I set up this altar. I lit the candle and I told my best friend, do not touch this while we're here. Do you understand? <laughs> And then I was like, and then I, every day, every day while we were there, I set aside time at a, spe a specific time to meet up with Ryan and FaceTime with them and do the novena. And it was very, very worth it. It was so powerful. And that was the reason why I wanted to do it. And we, God damn it, we did it. God we damn fucking it, we did, did it. it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great because you can, of course you can make up your own novena to whatever spirit, deity, ancestor you want. But um, again, when you when you look at Catholicism and the mysticism, mysticism behind it all, you find treasure troves of books and already existing prayers and novenas to Jesus. I mean, to Jesus, yes, but to like anything you can like <laughs> imagine, like uh, so many saints, so many angels, to Mary, to the Holy Spirit, to the, to the precious blood of Christ. Like it's, oh, there's so many and they're all so fucking powerful in their own significant ways. There are, there is a novena for something. There is a novena for everything. And um, that's the reason why, because it's structured, but it's also very, you know, it's there, there's, there's something that is traditional about it. It's structured. It's something that's been prayed for, for years and years and years and years over and over and over and over and over again. But also you can make it very personal. You can make it very customized. Like there are times when we were doing our novena to the Holy Spirit, Ryan and I, we would read the prayers before we would actually start praying them. And we would redact the things that we didn't like about it and replace it with something that we did. I don't remember exactly what we were doing or like what parts we redacted, but there were parts of it that didn't make us feel comfortable. Like there are parts of it that were like, for example, there were things about it that were, you know, gender, gender specific. For example, if there's something that is, that makes you feel uncomfortable about a prayer that's gender specific and you want to make it a little bit more inclusive, you can change that. There, there are parts, um, that, um, that was more exclusive to a certain group of people. And there we redacted that part and replaced it with something more inclusive. Like you can make it personal to you. And that, and the beauty in that is that you can pass that on to other folks who um, maybe, you know, someone who's learning from you at the same time, and then you kind of build a new tradition, you know? So it's like a tradition built from an old tradition and then you kind of make it your own. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like everything else we talk about on this podcast, like, yes, there's the importance and power behind tradition, 
but also you can start your own tradition, alter these prayers, take out what makes you uncomfortable and make it your own and pass that down. And bam, then you get to start a whole lineage of something new that from that point on is going to gain power from all those you share it with, be it family or friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, I'm curious, Fonzie, are there any novenas you've been wanting to doing to any specific saints or feast days or angels or anything like that since we've done the novena to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Okay. So, um, I am planning on doing a novena to St. Michael this year. Um, I, I, his, his, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think his feast day is September. I think it's, I think it's, I want to say it's September 29th, but I could be wrong. Hold on. See, I was going to say September 13th, but I don't remember. I think it's Michael feast day because it's known as Michaelmas. No. Oh my God. I was, holy shit. I was right. Thursday, September 29th. 29th. Okay. Thank you very much because, um, uh, yeah. So that's like the, I know that he had an original feast day that was just his yeah i don't remember what it was though but um i think it was october in october or i might be mixing i might be mixing him up with Raphael because like like you said there's angels who had their own specific feast days and then they all got condensed into michael miss into into michael miss yeah 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 so michael miss at the end of september i'm planning on doing a novena leading up to michael miss um because i have been trying to cultivate a relationship with Michael for the last year and it's it's listen I know what I was getting myself into I know I know how Michael is it's like I wish I was like Celeste where Celeste just it's it was so instant like Michael like was so like I vibe with you girl like you and I are friends like they were like like Celeste was like top eight. I don't know if anyone's going to understand that reference, but like Celeste was like top eight, MySpace top eight immediately. And I was just like, I want to be friends too. Like this really sucks. But um, I'm planning on doing a a Michael Miss Novena this year or a a Novena to Michael this year. I also want to do a Novena to um, uh, Our Lady of Sorrows because since Easter, I have been cultivating a very, very close relationship with Our Lady of Sorrows. She is primarily the 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 um, the aspect of Mary that I am very close to right now, um, and that I'm working very closely with um, with the work that I am doing right now. Because a lot of the work that I'm doing right now is um, not for the faint of heart. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I would love to do those novenas accountable or hold each other accountable for those novenas again because I have actually recently been developing my relationship with St. Michael. I actually, when I was visiting the grotto, which is the national sanctuary of our most sorrowful mother in Portland, uh, I bought a chaplet. I bought the St. Michael chaplet and I've been trying to start praying that. I don't know if I'll be able to do it every day, but I've done it twice this week already. And I also got... Um, stones from the grotto that St. Michael appeared in in Italy that are quote-unquote relics, um, but they're extremely powerful to carry for protection. And a lot of exorcists, Catholic exorcists, will incorporate those stones in exorcism. So mm. I, I haven't had any signs and symbols from Michael just yet because I didn't want to make Fonzie jealous and be like, oh, I'm already getting I something. swear to God, I, I was just about to say too, if Michael likes you after this, I'm going to scream <laughs> but um but i would love to do that novena with you and it's funny because i was going to ask if you wanted to do one to the sorrowful mother together too because yes that's, that's something i also so michael the sorrowful mother um i definitely want to try my best to do one for guadalupe um since i consecrated myself to her last year um when we did our marian consecration but um yes yeah that have you ever this is something that popped into my head i think like a couple oh it was on my it was around my birthday um which i'm not going to say what day that is um but it was around my birthday which has passed um doing an event to yourself have you ever done it try to do an event for yourself huh no i okay never considered so, that this is this is the re okay there's <laughs> i might say something right now that might get me in trouble with my catholic my catholic friends um, there has been this aspect of worshiping yourself that I have been adopting because I've been hanging around a lot of Satanists lately. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> as one does, as a transgressive heathen that I am. Um, so I've been hanging around a lot of uh, Satanists um, who I love. They are my friends and I love Satanists. I actually love more Satanists than I love Christians, to be honest with you. Um, and if you look up the tenets to Satanism, you'll understand why. Um but um, there is this aspect of Satanism where it's you, they don't 
they're they don't really worship a god they worship themselves and so i have i had this idea in my head of lighting a candle for myself so i would worship me i would light a candle and say prayers to to my heavenly court um and kind of have them pray for me like pray their admiration for me like kind of imbue that admiration they have for me their love for me and kind of return it like kind of do like a like a volley of love between me and my heavenly court and it's just centered around me so um it's an interesting concept it's something that i thought about a couple of months or a month ago or something it was it was a passing thought um and uh i want to see if i can do something to that or something for that you just gave me such a wonderful idea and i always have great ideas and never implement them but (laughs) the the whole idea of a novena to the self but what about a novena to heal our inner child like a 90 novena to our inner child specifically to pray like you know i send you the love you didn't get as a kid you were protected in ways you never received back then as it like that it's such a beautiful idea just read my motherfucking mind because that's exactly what i was gonna say you literally took the words straight out of my motherfucking mouth you fucking thief that's exactly (laughs) right because the the aspect of worshiping worshiping yourself because there was this um one of the things that kind of prompted this as well there was this i can't believe i'm getting this from tiktok it was from tiktok there was this tiktok that i heard of this girl saying the person that you are now is the person that your younger self would have felt safe with. And that I, it brought me to tears. Like I was so emotional when I heard that. Um, I don't know if that was a quote from somebody, but it was so powerful to me where it was like the person that you are now is the person that your younger self or your child self would have felt safe with. And um, doing a novena to show your, the past your because i always see that person as dead i see that person as he's gone like he's not mm-hmm. he, he he's like I've, I've kind of shed that skin like i'm not that person anymore and it would be shocking right. it would i think it would be actually kind of terrifying for that kid to see who i am now like it would be just a shock just shocking and the fact that i, I like the idea of sitting down and, ha- and having a conversation with that child and telling them everything that I am now um, I think would bring that kid to tears, honestly, because it was, it's like everything that I wanted to be, I finally got to be, you know? Um, Absolutely. So having reverence for that child and knowing you are the foundation as to why I am so strong now. And the reason why I am so powerful now is because of the things that you went through. Um. Mm. Mm. and you survived like the reason why i'm surviving is because you survived you know um so so having and it's all encompassing you know doing a novena to yourself is kind of an idea of all encompassing loving the person that you are right now having reverence for the person that you are now you know with all your all your good traits and your faults like all the nasty ugly things that you that that you have like that you hate about yourself but also all the wonderful things because they just make you who you are and they make you so lovable and they make you the reason why people are you know what the, the the reason why your friends are your friends you know those are worthy of respect those are wor- worthy of prayer those are worthy of reverence those are worthy of all of it like those are worthy of all the things that we put into like why we love trees so much <laughs> like they we 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 deserve the same amount of reverence than that uh nature like the the amount of respect that we have for nature we de- we we also deserve that that um that same respect so i think like a novena to yourself is an interesting idea so oh now that just gave me the idea of giving or doing a novena for like your local land spirits oh yeah absolutely okay so let's talk about that like how would you because i've done i've done a spell before i have a traveling spell like where i do a like i burn candles in like if i'm traveling somewhere i'll burn candles inside my hotel room and 
give thanks to the spirits of that land, like to a foreign land. I've, I've shared it on mm. my Instagram before. So, um, but it's not a novena spell. It's not like a nine day thing because usually like, I mean, I'm not there for nine days usually. Um, but um, like, how would you do that? Tell me, how would you, how would you do a novena to, to honoring the land spirits? So first off, I want to preface that I saw this amazing, wonderful idea from Frankie, aka Chaotic Witch Ant, that I never would have thought on my own. But they were saying how that and a way they connect with herbal and plant allies is using a Polaroid camera. Because I was taught, and I can't remember where I read this or who taught me this, but I firmly believe that a, a uh, I was taught that a Polaroid photo or an analog photo contains much more of an essence of either a person or whatever is taken a picture of than a digital photo. So sure, mm. you can use a digital photo you took off of someone's Instagram to do baneful work or whatever work you want to on them. But like that Polaroid catches that person's spirit as it is in that moment and is much more of a powerful tag lock than a digital photo. So what Frankie was saying in their video was that they'll go into nature and rather than harvesting a plant, they'll take a Polaroid picture of that plant, then bring that Polaroid picture to their altar and then bond with the plant spirit that way. So rather than, you know, again, if it's not fire safe to take a candle into the forest, especially in California where everything is in a major drought right now, taking mm-hmm. a Polaroid photo, or if you can only manage a digital photo, that as well, because it's really just to honor the spirit. You're not doing any magic per se. And bringing that home and then putting that on whatever working altar you use and doing a novena there. Now, if you can, for nine consecutive days, go to that nature spot and do prayer work, that's awesome. But not everyone has that privilege or accessibility in order to do so. And mm. so I guess I would I would do that novena by going and taking a Polaroid photo and bringing that home and doing a novena then. Um, as for the prayer, I don't know because this is all stuff that I'm talking to you for the first time and I've never done. So I don't know off the top of my head how I would necessarily shape the framework of my prayer for the novena to that local land spirit. But obviously just giving it thanks for letting me live near it. Thanks for yeah. letting me trek through your woods. I mean, as of right now, um, like when I went on a spontaneous hike this past week in Portland and, you know, I've gotten to the habit of making sure I say tapi tapi po whenever I'm going through nature. Um, for those unfamiliar or not Filipino, um, and this ranges in dialect, depending where you are in the Philippines. But when you say tabi tabi po, while you're going through nature, it's giving acknowledgement and respects to the nature spirits because uh, the Philippines are a very, very, I don't want to say a superstitious, but um, a spiritual people, especially pre-colonial Philippines. And it's believed that if you go through nature without giving proper respects, you can piss off land spirits and they can wreck your fortune. They can wreck your health. They can wreck your emotional or physical health, your love life, whatever. And so just by simply saying tabi tabi po as you walk through, you're acknowledging the spirits of the land and you're saying like, kind of like, hey, I'm here. Sorry. Like, I respect you. Like, I know this is your place. I'm just coming through, you know, forgive me for interrupting. Um, and so that's one thing I try to get into the habit of doing is saying tabi tabi po anytime I go on a hike or even just through the park. Uh, during the same hike I was just mentioning, like I had some leftover pieces of chocolate. And while it's not safe to feed wildlife, I did throw a couple of pieces of chocolate like into the wilderness. Just like, you know, it's, it's sweets. It was dark chocolate. And it was a sacrifice because honestly, I wanted to eat it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going through nature right now. Let me just toss some to I know it'll de- melt and decompose. And so hopefully the nutrients from this will help the plants in whatever way. I hope I didn't kill anything by doing that. But <laughs> um, that was like, you know, not a spell, but an offering. Um, but yeah, how would you go about, do you think you would do an, uh, a novena to the land? Um, uh, all of what you said was fucking incredible. I love the Polaroid, I, the Polaroid idea. That is so, 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 um, so smart. I love that idea. Um, but going back to what you talked about, like, I don't know about the prayers, like what prayers I would do, make it up, like just pray. Like if you're going to do it nine days in a row, just do nine days of prayer a day, just make it up, just pray. You know, there's, there's this, I think, um, something that I am, um, trying to unlearn is thinking that I need a prayer in front of me to pray whenever I pray. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't have one, you know, and and if you, if you're in a pinch, just pray, just, and there's no, the, the, the only thing that makes that, that, that's, you know, that makes prayer and talking different is that prayer is you're talking to your court, your heavenly court. It's the only difference. Just talk to them. Yeah. Just say words and talk to them like a conversation. Like I, I, I will, I literally speak to my spirits. Like I speak to my friends. That's literally how I speak to them in the same, like, I don't try to make my words fancy. I don't try to make them rhyme. They understand what we're saying. So just talk, 
Just say what you have to say. Say what you, it doesn't have to be, like I said, if you stumble over your words, it doesn't matter. It just talk, you know, just make it up. Um, even if it's the same prayer, like the same thing, you're saying the same thing over and over again, that doesn't matter. Just, just say it, just communicate, just commune, right? Um, what I would want to do is, um, before I even think about doing the novena, um, and like, you know, doing just have like a, a base relationship with your environment first, like have the idea of like have the initial respect for the for the for the place that you're that you're going you know whatever um don't litter go pick up some trash yeah exactly that's oh my gosh seriously you're taking all of my words like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) you're like taking all my words um but yeah you know ryan is is 100 what is what better offering can you give to nature than picking up trash like that is, it's so simple, you know, and then like kneeling down, touching the ground and saying, thank you for, for everything. Thank you. Whatever. Um, going to the beach and like touching the water and just being thankful that the water is there and just existing just for the sake of just existing, you know, um, what I do, um, I kind of already do this. I, it's not a novena, but it's something that I do. I go to, there's a beach here in that's very close to me. That's like my favorite beach. And when Ryan comes to LA, I plan on taking them there. Um, it's my favorite beach. It's very, it's not super secluded. It's, but it's pretty empty most of the time. There's not a lot of people there because it's kind of residential. It's like very affluent, like millionaires um, houses on the beach. So there's not a lot of like, just like, locals who go there but i go there because i don't give a shit i'll go there because it's a beautiful beach and there's not a lot of people so i'll spend the day there where i'll like i'll like i'll pitch it like a like a little tent for myself like it's like a little canopy and then i'll bring food and i'll have like a little picnic i'll bring a book i'll bring music i make it a day where it's just me and i feed myself i feed i feed the land i make an offering and i build an altar i literally build an altar on the beach i shit you not i have pictures of this in my oh it's not in my feed it's in my stories it's in my archive i posted this on my on my story a couple of months ago when i went there oh it was so beautiful i build yeah thank you i build an an altar on the beach and i do a whole thing where i set intentions i burn and i burn petitions i say thank you to the land i do it very frequently um i give offerings Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. It's all that stuff. So doing things like that um, is a beautiful way to kind of do a novena towards. Do not. Okay, I'm also going to say this just to preface. Do not leave candles as an offering, or do not bury candles. Do not do anything like that, please, because candles are made of very toxic paraffin, and they do not. They do not break down. They're very toxic to just saying that I don't leave candles anywhere. I don't, I, I always take those things with me, but bring them with you. If it's a safe place, like to the beach, like candles are very fine on the beach. Like you can bring candles to the beach. That's wonderful. Um, but if I that's think beeswax not, are probably like the only ones that you could probably leave, right? Or soy or soy, or soy. like a hundred percent soy, which is something that I try to use. Like my, the, the nine day candles that I use, which are something that I got from, um, this person where to get this tip from anyways i have these these um these nine day candles that are made of 100 percent soy yeah that that's fine but the the outside is made of plastic so like i wouldn't want to leave those either don't just try not to leave candles out you know bring them with you um but um but yeah like and like even without all the stuff don't even worry about all the stuff don't even worry about the candle just go out there and pray if you want to go to a certain place for nine days 90s in a row and sit there and pray for nine days that is a novena right there just go there and pray absolutely um, and give thanks and commune with the the local land spirits the, the spirits of air the spirits of land the spirit of the sea spirit of of whatever um and just and just be absolutely devout and just have just the, the utmost respect for everything that's around you yeah i like to say when in doubt you know hail mary it out and actually 
I don't oh, yeah. like, I don't, I've never said that before until now. So I, <laughs> but, um, Hail Mary it out. yeah, like, like we were saying, if you want to do an event at home and you're finding it even difficult just to talk from your heart as if the spirit is a friend, like you do Fonzie, like a Hail Mary for nine days in a row. Th- again, that prayer carries so much charge, intention, and power behind it, that that still serves as a wonderful offering. So long as you're saying it with gratitude mm-hmm. and love from your heart during that novena to whatever you're trying to venerate or praise. So, you know, even if you're having trouble figuring out what to say from the heart, say a traditional prayer for nine days in a row. You don't have to say it consecutively either. Just if it's your first time doing a novena and you're extremely intimidated by the fact of doing something nine days in a row, which it can be very intimidating, just do one prayer, one simple prayer you either know or memorize or traditional one for those nine days for that novena, and you'll find it a lot less intimidating. Yeah. There's... um. Actually, Novena, I did, uh, I want to say it was after our Holy Spirit one, there was a loved one of mine who was facing eviction. And lo and behold, like this this Novena worked. Um, it was to St. Jude. It was my first time doing a Novena to St. Jude. But I didn't have nine days to spare because their deadline was coming up. So what I did was I did nine hours in one day, which you actually find on the back of some Catholic prayer cards is to do for every single hour for nine hours on one singular day you do that prayer for that novena because um, you're still hitting that nine, that numerical number of nine. Or there's also what's known as a, tridu- a triduum. It's T-R-I-D-U-U-M, tr- triduum. And it's three days. And so rather than nine days, you condense it into three, which I'm assuming you do three prayer, three prayers on each of those three days. So that way, for those of us who are neurodivergent or just simply cannot fit nine days into their schedule, then do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever three days in a row that you know you're going to be able to fit in three consecutive days of three consecutive prayers, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And like, don't, don't be, don't be, uh, don't get hung up on like the right way to do something or the wrong way to do something. Just do it. Like this is a folk practice. Just do what you're able to do. Um, And, you know, coming from a Catholic perspective, you know, Catholic, the Catholic spirit's very forgiving. Just do it with sincerity. Um, don't do it because you just feel like you're, you, you just like, you feel obligated to do it. I mean, do it because you're obligated to do it, but do it with sincerity. That's really, really important. You know, you have to make sure don't, don't make your prayers in any way disingenuous. Um, they're, they're like, I, like what Ryan said, the prayers are, there's a lot of power in those prayers and make sure that you mean what you're saying. I mean, imagine, imagine in one day, just in one, in 24 hours, with everyone in the entire world, how many times someone said the Hail Mary and you say it once, how powerful that is. Just in one day, the millions of people who said the Hail Mary at least once, I say it at least once a day. I say a Hail Mary before I start driving. You know, like I I, I do the sign of the cross. I touch my chaplet, which is a talisman inside of my, in my, in my car. And I say one Hail Mary and then I drive. It takes one second to, oh, not one second, but it takes like 20 seconds to do it. But mm-hmm. imagine the power. But you have to say it with sincerity. You say it with like, I'm saying this because I want to be protected while I drive. I'm saying this because I want to have a good day. I'm saying this because I want to protect, you know, whatever the case may be. Say it with, and this goes with any sort of prayer that you're going into. Do a novena, do, 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 go into it with sincerity. If, if you, you fuck up, like Ryan and I can tell you a hundred percent, like we fuck up all the time. We, with, with our, like nine days is a long time to do something consistently. It is, trust me. <laughs> but if you're going into it with sincerity, the amount of time that you actually do spend doing the prayers and doing the rituals and doing whatever, if it's, if it's coming from a place of sincerity, it's, it's coming with power. It's coming with love. It's oh, coming it's with coming. Love. Huh? Uh. Um, so, Ryan, I want to ask you, because we are not only a folk Catholic podcast, but we are also a witchcraft podcast. How do you make it witchcraft? How do you make a novena witchcraft? Yeah, so simply you could just get a novena candle and just light that candle, right? But like you mentioned earlier, incorporating herbs and oils. And sometimes all I'll have is an oil, but I'll take one oil over adding nothing at all. And that's not to say adding nothing isn't important. Again, there's practitioners who can do more with a single taper candle and a glass of water than someone can with 20 novena candles. So it's really depending on your experience, knowledge, and personal power. But um, I have this awesome, fucking awesome candle scribe that I got from this um, 
from this practitioner who is a metal worker. Uh, they go by Troll Cunning Forge. I'm blanking on their actual name, but they make the coolest fucking shit because they have their own forge. Anyways, what I have is a is a candle scribe, but it's in the shape of a scythe. And so specifically, it was bathed in the waters of Devil's Lake and and some other stuff. And uh, I use it a lot with Santa Muerte, but it also just makes great. Uh, it's a great tool for inscribing on candle wax, which is its purpose. And so I'll use that to write names or sigils or birthdates or whatever it may be on to mm-hmm. candles. And so you can also use it to, because it's a miniature scythe and the, and the, not the scythe then that you would use to like traditionally cut something, but like the bottom of the staff, that's the part that's sharpened into a scribe. I use that to plunge a hole into my novena candles. Cause I was taught by my teachers in Mexican folk magic to push holes into the candle wax so then you can either put a paper petition in them or load it with oils and herbs so and i do Mm -hmm. varying amounts of holes depending on the work that i'm doing so usually i go between three four and five i've never had to do really more than than five holes and less than three um and then i'll fill up each of those holes with a little bit of oil and then also oil around kind of like the top of the wax and this is after i've inscribed it because it's a bit hard to inscribe once you've dressed it with oils and herbs and then um you know sprinkle my herbs in whatever way is necessary but again don't over like my favorite practitioner, J. Allen Cross, a.k.a. Oregon Wood, which says it's a candle, not a pipe bomb. You do not need to be overloading it with oils and herbs because then one, that affects the burn of the candle. Two, it may make the entire candle burn black and you're going to think the devil's chasing after you when really it's just because you didn't properly fix the candle. Um, mm-hmm. Just a little bit of oil, a little bit of herbs, bada bing, bada boom. You can tape or glue your petition to the side of the candle, put it underneath the candle. Um mm-hmm. It's really, like we've said so much throughout this episode, Novena Candle Magic is so fucking versatile. Um, But how do do you spicy it up and make it witchy? Well, I'm going to just go back to what you were talking about, incorporating oils and herbs. Okay, just the act of adding herbs and oils, in my personal opinion. I, I feel like I have to preface everything I say with that. In my personal opinion, just adding herbs and just adding oils is not witchcraft. (laughs) okay but yes that is something that i do after you connect with whatever herbs and oils you're actually incorporating yes right so spirit of rosemary like because everyone wants to use rosemary right everyone thinks that rosemary is the she's the it girl right so spirit of rosemary what is rosemary consenting to do for you is it appropriate to incorporate rosemary into this in essence a spell a a candle spell right so treat it like as if it were a candle spell i think that's appropriate i don't think that that, that's that's like in any way inappropriate so if like kind of replace your candle like your typical candle spell with a novena candle whoo that is power that is so power because you're you're that you're you're incorporating something that is um a magical technique right like a candle spell with devotional work, right? It's mm-hmm. both. And it's so, so good. It's so dense with power. So I would do the exact same thing. I would anoint the the um, the novena, um, which is different from what other people would do because there are glass candles folks will use, right, for a candle spell, but they won't call, they won't do the whole novena. They won't do a novena candle spell where they would do the nine days of prayer, right? There are candles that are glass that you can go to any witchy shop, right? They have glass candles, but they're not inherently just novenas. The novena is incorporating the prayer into it, right? The nine days and the devotional work, et cetera, et cetera. So when you incorporate all of those things at the same time, you have yourself a candle, a novena candle spell. So, um, so yeah, anointing it with oils. Um, I don't think I've ever burnt a candle without oils and herbs. I don't, I, I really, or at least burning oils. I mean, uh, burning, um, herbs like they're they're plant allies are always incorporated into my witchcraft um so yeah incorporating that and then writing petitions planetary alignments are really important so if i'm doing something that's more banishing so i'll incorporate planet i'll incorporate saturn you know and i'll do it on a saturday um if i'm doing something that's more um um let's see not nice <laughs> i'll do it on a tuesday right so i'll do it on um uh on tuesday which is mars day right 
Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Uh, Tuesday is Mars Day. So I'll do something. If I'm doing like hex work or curse work, I'll do it on Tuesday. Right. And ooh, a black novena. Ooh. Mm. Yo, a once I novena. learned planetary hours, that revamped the entire way I do oh. candle magic. Absolutely. Uh, it, you're 100% right. You know, something that I really, really uh, like to do um, is if I want to, because I'm, I, uh, I like things working out timely (laughs) so what i'll do is i'll actually mark my novenas and i'll let it burn to a certain point so if i want it to burn a certain amount in a certain amount of days like i'll i'll burn um this amount this amount um this day and so that like if i want to do it uh in accordance to like a planetary hour um i'll like burn it for this much starting at one o'clock you know, in the afternoon and I'll burn it for that day and then I'll consecutively do it until it burns out so that it lands perfectly within nine days. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. So it's kind of like those like those like water bottles that you get from like the store where you're just like, 1 p.m., you're doing great. 2 p.m., keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like it's all the way to like 9 p.m., you did a good job. It's like one of those, like to keep you hydrated or whatever. Yes, yes. I'll do that for novenas, where it's just like I'll burn it sort to a certain amount so that it kind of lands at nine days. It's very, it's it's a kind of good way to organize your 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 spell work. Totally. I um my teachers in the Mexican folk magician always taught me that it's best to like let your candle just burn completely without snuffing it out. So that's what I normally try to do. Obviously, under safe, uh, under safe. Uh, under fire safe conditions, don't just leave novena candles burning around your house unattended, especially if you have pets or children or anyone who might touch it or knock it over. But for me, I have a huge hearth um, in my living room, which you can see if you're on the Patreon in my video. And so not only that, also put it in like a saucepan. And so I'll put it in a saucepan in the far back of my hearth and let it burn continually. So usually my novena is almost always finished no later than five days. One time though, I did some reversal work for some shit that I felt was being thrown at me. That should burn out in like two and a half days. And I was like, Ooh, I put my Ooh. whole foot in the back with this fucking reversal candle. Right. They're about to get a whole storm coming their way. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I agree with you. I, I, I think that it is better to let it burn without snuffing it. Um, but I also think that it's not necessary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really but up to tradition. A, Yeah, yeah, it's not necessary. Only because, here's the thing. I am a naturally, inherently anxious person when it comes to fire. And I also live in in California where the ground moves sometimes. (laughs) So I'm always terrified that if we have an earthquake, my entire house is going to be set on fire because I had a candle lit. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so common sense fire safety is is very very important but there are ways to get around it um i know that jl and cross talks about it all the time where they they put it into like a big like stock pot mm-hmm. and then they put it in the bathtub and that's a really great way to like keep it i would even go as far as like surrounding it with like a wet towel you know what i mean mm-hmm. just to, or even like putting it into like surrounding it with water like in a pool of water just just to be safe and also having a novena candle off your altar and in the bathtub the same magic it still works okay so i think at this point we can talk about um when it comes to praying novenas we can talk about um sources on how to do that i mean i think there are a lot of places where you can get novenas like you can go online and search them they're pretty accessible but my favorite place what's your favorite place to get a novena um, there's actually, I don't have the book, but I know that there is a book It is published by, I think like the Catholic church or the main like community that runs Catholic book publishing, but it's, I think, I believe it's called treasury of novenas and it has novenas for like feast days and solemnities and things like that. But also I think I'm pretty sure it's also full of novenas for like certain apparitions of Mary or certain saints. Um, but I know it's chock full of a good amount of novenas. I have a small pamphlet that's full of novenas. So that's where I'll usually get mine. Um, I think I have some novenas in like this giant prayer book. I think I've talked about this book on the show before. I can't remember. But Brother uh, Augustino Tamatorgo, who also goes by Brother ADA, uh, has this book and it's called My New Everyday Prayer Book. It is fucking thick. I think it's, it's like what, five or 600 pages. Dense as fuck. It's, oh my God. It's a little over 600 pages. But um, 
there's a couple of novenas in here, but just like tons of prayers and stuff in general. It's this is great, but there's novenas in here that I like as well. Mm. Um, also, just making making one up yourself, like just yeah. make one prayer and stick with it for the time period you're choosing, or do Absolutely. a different prayer every day for the allotted time of the novena. Yeah. Um, Hmm. magical power of the saints will help in terms of if you're going to a botanica and want to get a specific like novena candle for a spell because botanicas have such a wide range of candles from like you know gaina negra or you know run devil run candles and you're like what the hell are all these mm-hmm. um and in the magical power of the saints he goes into a pretty good description of a not every single type of novena candles um and what spell work it can be used for but he he goes into a pretty wide variety of different novena candles that We'll give you a gist of what you what you need when you go through Botanica. Um, those are the ones that are coming to the top of my head right now. Do you have any recommendations yourself, Fonzie? Yeah, um, my favorite is going to Botanica because um, they give you like these little like travel size pamphlets of of a novena uh, of like a nine day. Huh. Yeah, you've never gotten those. No, if you I've asked for. Or just always ask for like, you know, what's a good candle for so-and-so? And they'll be like this one right here. No, if you ask for if you ask for a novena, because like if you not just the candle, but an actual novena, like a nine day prayer, they'll huh. they sometimes they'll have prayers like there's a nine day. When I went to the my local botanica recently, I asked for a um, a, a novena for St. Michael and they gave me a pamphlet. That's what I asked for, for the prayer, for the actual prayer itself, not just the candle. So you can, if, I don't know if all of them, mine does, mine has the pamphlets, like the little prayer, prayer foldable things. And it tells you the nine day things. I don't know. Maybe I have to find it. It's in my, it's in my, um, my, my drawer, but yeah, you can, yeah, you should ask. It's really, really, it's really convenient because they're like travel size. They're like little bit, they're like the size of uh, prayer cards. They're perfect. Hmm. Um, And uh, obviously going online, looking up, um uh novena prayers or like uh the whole sequence it gives you full instructions on how to do it how to do the nine days how to how to you know how to how what each day represents and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i really love the idea of writing your own writing your own novena prayer for the nine days i think that's a great idea um because it makes it much more personal i do think that you should probably incorporate both the the traditional prayers as well as your own prayers so that you kind of have that like the power of the traditional prayers that have been prayed for for generations and generations and also incorporate your own prayers to make it more personal um also something that i recommend i don't know if we mentioned this in the episode yet but when you see those prayers um i think it's important for you to um make it your own to kind of, if something doesn't really resonate with you and it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable, change it up. Make it more for the time, right? Because like a lot of these prayers were written um, at a time where things weren't as progressive. So if the something makes you feel uncomfortable, fucking change it. I think we yeah. mentioned that already. But I agree. I agree. I mean, I will say for someone who sometimes has trouble getting creative and making my own prayers, not all the time, but at least when it comes to like a novena, I kind of like the ones that are already like traditionally made. And then like you said, Fonzie, just if there's a word or two I don't vibe with or like pretty much just that a sentence or word, whatever, I'll just change it to my own. But I do like that. Basically, the, the Catholic Church has a infinite array of templates of novenas at your disposal. Right. I think that's where the value of traditional prayer is very um, prominent, is that it adds structure to someone who is not structured, <laughs> like mm-hmm. me. Um, so it adds a lot of, um, it kind of organizes the chaos a little bit because it's so structured. But I think, I don't think it's it's necessary to be so rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really don't believe that you should just, you know, stick to the to the original prayers just because they're, they're you know, you, you're, you're not really praying it if you change it i think that's bullshit i mean we we don't even do the assassin's uh, assassin's creed i did it again <laughs> we don't yes no i would much rather play this or uh, pray the look at me now i'm saying play instead of pray i'd much rather pray the pray the assassin's creed instead of the apostles creed the, the video game the video games are in my head right now um but yeah like instead of we don't we don't even pray the apostles creed when we do the rosary like you can do whatever the fuck you want like just do it um but yeah, those. I think that's a. I really do like the the um, uh, power of saints. I, I I love that book. 
it's it's a wonderful book magical power of saints yeah um it's a great way to kind of help you how to use candles um in a magical way much more mm -hmm. mystical much more less churchy you know um but yeah i think i think that's it i think that's really all i wanted to talk about when it came to novenas how about you yeah, I will say there is a website that has a shit ton of novenas, again, which you can build off of. I wouldn't give them any money, but there's a website called, uh, uh, the hell is it called? I think it's like Everyday Novena or something. Everyday, if you just Google Novena prayers, one of the it's three like, top it's sites like, it's like the, It's literally the top site. Hold on, let me just Google it right now. Novena prayers. Novena prayers every day or some shit like that? Um praymorenovenas.com is that the one oh, i think that's that. the one yeah Hold on. let it. me click on it that sounds right yes prayer pray more novenas um and you know full disclosure it is more of like a traditionally catholic site so you will see novenas for like pro-life or you know whatever conservative view that that catholic you know person is taking and obviously you don't have to use those um but i will say just like how the catholic church has laid out tons of novenas through prayer cards or you know catholic published books uh this website has lots and lots of novenas for tons and tons of purposes i mean i'm scrolling through right now there's uh it's there's, a lot yeah there's a section of most popular novenas saint therese divine mercy saint joseph our lady of sorrows and then literally they have it all in alphabetical order so yeah what no, there's a novena for eyesight a novena for exams a novena for fertility a novena to heal the sick like literally almost every single purpose you can think of yeah. um but again, I just I just caution giving them your money because that is probably going to go towards more traditionally Catholic yeah. oriented organizations with per which personally go against my you know worldview and viewpoint. So I would go further and say that don't give them your fucking money. Don't even be cautious. Don't give them your fucking money. I would even say take those prayers and distribute steal from them. Give it to other people. Like just take them and steal it and and distribute them for free. Like fuck those people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, it's a great resource because there's a lot of stuff there, but the people who run it are trash. So it's a good it's a good source of information, but don't give them your money and steal steal from them, mm -hmm. steal their steal their prayers because they they it doesn't the those prayers don't belong to them. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if that's gonna get me in trouble. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get a fucking cease and desist email from Primarno Venice in a week. Doubt it. <laughs> Highly doubt it. Can you imagine if like a, a like a folk Catholic witchcraft podcast, you know, like somehow gets into their radar? That'd be so that would be so cunt. Actually, I would actually fucking love that. It's like, oh, my gosh, guys, we just got we just got uh, a cease and desist from from a traditional Catholic organization. I love that. That'd be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> I would frame it. Me too. I would love it. I take a picture next to it and post it on Instagram. <laughs> oh. Well, anyways, um, everyone, uh, do the prayers, do the magic, have fun with it. Be queer. Be queer and pray. Be queer and queer. Yeah, exactly. Be queer and pray. Um, queer pray who... love. Queer pray love. <laughs> oh, gosh. Which is all really the same thing, right? It's just like or, saying that... Or queer pray fuck. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, with that said, my name is Fonzie. I am Witch Illumicente on Instagram and Twitter. And my name is Ryan, a.k.a. The Mestizo Mystic on Instagram or just at Mestizo Mystic on Twitter. And we will see you guys on our next Unholy Communion. Bye. Bye. The Red Text is a Patreon-supported podcast. Become a patron today and gain access to early video releases of upcoming episodes, monthly live stream Q&As, monthly rosary prayer circles, candle magic kits, zodiac tarot readings, and so much more. You also have a chance to be mentioned in future episodes. Join the coven today at patreon.com slash redtextcoven. That's patreon.com slash redtextcoven. Thank you all for listening and for your support. <laughs>